Okie dokie, here I am, and there you are. Both of us doing our part as nature intended, solving problems, contributing to others, and striving consistently for what is better. Today's podcast is going to be a fun podcast. I'm going to be talking about death and the grieving process. But first, let me welcome you to my podcast, the Gathering Strength Podcast. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about the depths of loss. I'm going to offer solace, wisdom, and healing to those navigating the complexities of grief. Today I'm going to help you find strength in the face of profound sorrow. Whether you're seeking comfort, guidance, or a sense of community, Gathering Strength Podcast. Hey, your boy Ruby Rube, I'm here to support you on your path to healing. Together, let us embark on this transformative journey of honoring and embracing life's inevitable departures. Now, within my podcast catalog, episode 96, I created a topic or a podcast episode about Memento Mori. Memento Mori It is a Latin phrase that translates to remember death. Remember you must die. Now, this statement, it serves as a reminder of the inevitability and the transience of human life. This concept encourages individuals to reflect on their mortality, reminding them to live with a sense of urgency, appreciate the present moment, and prioritize what truly matters. By embracing the reality of death, Memento Mori invites individuals to live more purposefully, authentically, and with a deeper appreciation for the preciousness of life. Wow, this podcast is going to be talking about death. And I have a podcast that is talking exclusively about Memento Mori and the fact that you need to have your, you know, your possibility that you could die by lunchtime or die by breakfast. You know, remembering that you must die, that you will die. Hopefully, what that is meant to do is to make your hugs a little bit warmer, your words a little bit sweeter. Your words a little bit kinder, your actions a little bit more loving. That's what having death in the forefront of your mind is supposed to do. Primarily, this podcast episode is going to be about the grieving process because, man, the fitness community, we suffered a loss, a big loss. On July first at the age of 30 Joe Lindener a Ger- German fitness influencer who was popularly known as Joe Aesthetics passed away man only 30 years old the news of the popular bodybuilder's death was confirmed by his girlfriend on Instagram her post she wrote that uh, her in her post she wrote that the cause of his death was an aneurysm I'm going to be leaving a link to his social media profile. And why don't you go ahead and click on that link. Go check out my buddy Joe Lindener, a.k.a. Joe Aesthetics. And you will see a physique that, I don't know, perhaps you've probably seen a body like that before. But I have not. But aside from his 
his uncommon phys- physique. Man, he had an awesome personality. His his videos, they were positive, they were uplifting. He was funny. He had major charisma. And when I learned of his death, I was like, man, you know, it was a gut punch. It was a sense of loss. And ultimately, the death of that guy is what is inspiring me to create this podcast topic about the grieving process. Now, all throughout my catalog, I talk about preparing for storms, preparing for a physical storm, a mental storm, a spiritual storm, a financial storm. And when we lose a loved one, man, your entire world is going to be rocked. And if you do not have a firm foundation in any of those realms, the buff body, mind, spirit, and bank, you could be left ruined, completely devastated. And that's not, you know, that's not what your loved ones want to do to you because life We are all inevitably going to die. When I pass away, I don't want my family to be, you know, gut punched so badly to where it ruins their life. I don't want my son to fall into alcoholism because, you know, the, the feelings have overwhelmed him and the only way he knows how to cope is with alcohol or drugs or any other self sabotaging habit. Now, I, I, if anything, I want my loss to propel him forward. Similarly to how when my mom passed away, I had the option to find solace behind Modelo, behind blunts, behind drugs, behind other vices. But that's not what I did because I had a firm foundation of who I am, where I want to go. And how I need to get there. Yep, it was a stumbling block for sure. Like it is going to be for everybody. But because, you know, I have these coping mechanisms in place. I'm able to self-soothe myself properly. I didn't succumb to alcoholism or vices or any other things that are going to stifle my overall well-being. And that is the way that my mom would want it. And one of the ways that we honor the people who have came into our lives that have shaped us, that have provided for us, is to thrive regardless of, you know, who's going to be passing. It it, it doesn't matter. Whoever is going to be passing away in our lives, they're not going to want to leave us devastated. And because I have been able to learn not only from my life experiences, but a wise man, we can learn from other people's mistakes. I have heard stories of, you know, people losing a significant other, you know, their wife, their husband, their father, their child, their goldfish, their dog, their their damn hamster, and then their life just being completely derailed because of their inability to properly grieve, to properly heal themselves, to properly self-soothe. Now, if you don't have, you know, a strong body and you're dealing with the stress and the heaviness and the profound sorrow that death brings along, 
hey, then your health is going to get even worse. And that's going to create a spiral down because you're not going to be taking, you're already not taking care of yourself. And now you have the heaviness of death on you. Man, that's going to be so much harder to even rise up from that. If you are a weak-minded individual, man, adding death on top of that, that's going to be so much harder to get yourself out of. Spiritually, if you are spiritually weak and you have nothing to hold on to, there's no light at the end of your tunnel and it is just darkness and nihilism everywhere, that's going to be so much harder for you when death is bearing down on you. And then financially, if you do not have your finances in check, in order, and you can't weather the storm of somebody dying in your life, because, hey, that's going to come. Someone is going to die in your life, and if you cannot handle that financially, you're not going to be able to recover it. One, you're not going to have the the money to pay for you know, the funeral cost. And the last thing you want to do is have to open up a GoFundMe to, uh, I don't know, bury a a loved one. You want to be able to just handle it. Whatever it is, just, you know, you can take that on the chin. And then how about, you know, some time off from work? You know, you might need to spend time away from work to go through that grieving process so that you can rise to the occasion of dealing with it. But if you are already in debt and you are in a hole financially, you're not going to be able to afford time off from work because guess what? You you still have other people who are relying on you financially and you need to take care of them. But if you can't you know, get your head right and you don't deal with the emotions properly, man, that is just going to fester inside your soul until it becomes an oozing wound. That's why, man, I talk about these things because I have experienced it. I have been there. I have seen it. Um, Man, it is tough. Life is heavy. We're not always going to have a lift or we're not always going to have a spot. And that is why we learn to accumulate all types of strength to help us with these heavy ass lifts. Rest in peace to Joe Lindener. A.K.A. Joe Aesthetics, man. He's going to be missed. Such a beautiful man. A beautiful person. Awesome personality. I loved his German accent. And man, he had a, a physique like I've never seen before. Uh, crazy alien gains. Once again, I'm, I'm going to leave a link to his to his uh, social media profile. So you can go check him out. Look at some of his, some of his videos. Obviously, you know, um, he was on steroids. He talked openly about steroids. Steroids, you know, I don't have an opinion on them. They're neither good nor bad for you. Obviously, you can abuse anything. You can abuse Snicker bars, in and out Coca-Cola. You can abuse all that stuff. And I don't know his story completely. All I know is that when he was making his videos creating his content he was shining he was looking great and i'm go- i'm going to miss that anyways now here we're going to be talking about the grieving process because i'm sure you're going to have some people in your life inevitably who are going to pass away maybe you are in the the thick of the storm right now if you are 
hey, hang on tight. Don't let go of everything good that is with inside of you because I'm going to hopefully sow some seeds of hope and resilience and solace into your body, into your mind, and those things can grow with intent and purpose and you doing your part. You know, it's going to take work. Like I said, no one is going to save you. <laughs> Life's heavy. So let's get on with these reps right now. First of all, what is the grieving process? I'm glad you asked. Here we are. The grieving process refers to the emotional and psychological journey individuals go through after experiencing a significant loss, such as the death of a loved one, the end of a relationship, a major life change, or even the loss of a job. It is a natural response to loss and can vary in duration and intensity for each person. You learn something new every day. Like, did you know you can go through the grieving process of a relationship, a major change, even the loss of a job? You can, you know, there's a grieving process for that. Alrighty, we're going to keep it moving. The grieving process typically involves several stages or phases, although it's important to note that not everyone will experience all stages and they may not necessarily occur in a specific order. The stages of grief were originally proposed by psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and here's what they include. You know, before we jump into that, how awesome is it that, you know, people study this stuff? I, I love that. So, big ups to this woman, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Hey, thank you for studying, you know, this process. I'm sure... It, I don't know. It maybe you had maybe she had fun. You know, it was interesting, fascinating. It's something that we all go through, and because she did that, man, she illuminated a bunch of dark places in people's lives, and undoubtedly, she has brought value into this world. So thank you, big ups to her. All right, number one, denial. Initially, individuals may have difficulty accepting the reality of the loss. They may feel a sense of disbelief or numbness, trying to block out or ignore the painful emotions associated with the loss. I can relate with that because every single time when you learn of someone dying, a celebrity, a loved one, your dog, your goldfish, the first thing you say is, No! No! Why? Why? right? It is hard. So D, uh, the first step is denial. Sheesh. A difficulty accepting the reality of the loss. I can relate. Anger. You know what? Before I get into the second step, there are these videos online and um, some of the videos are people They'll be like sneakily recording their, their parents. And let's say their parents have a love. They're a fanatic about, I don't know, let's say Cher or Justin Bieber, whoever, right? They're fanatical about this, this celebrity. Let, let's use Tom Brady. Or you know what? No, no. Let's use Beyonce, right? Because we all know Beyonce. We all know and love Beyonce, right? Okay, so here we have Beyonce, uh, a fan of Beyonce, and here I have my camera, and I'm sneakily recording 
this person who just loves everything Beyonce. And I'm like, hey, hey, sis. Wow, look at, hey, breaking news. Beyonce just died. And the first thing that they do is, is go, what? No, shut up. No way. You're lying. Right? So that's the first step. Denial. Difficulty accepting the reality of the loss. The first step. The next step is anger. As the reality of the loss sets in, individuals may experience anger or resentment. And man, this is on par for those videos that people post online because for for certain, the subjects who are being subjected to the practical joke, it is denial, and then they get angry. They, they start cussing. They, they get mad. And I can relate to that too. It's like, come on, bro. Why? Right? Why, God? Why this guy? Now, um, as the reality of the loss sets in, individuals may experience anger or resentment. They may direct their anger towards themselves, others involved, or even the situation or higher powers. It's a normal and natural response to the feelings of powerlessness and injustice. I can relate to that too, man, because here we have that Joe Aesthetics guy, Joe Lindener, you know, 30 years old. He has the world as his playground, posting positive videos, and it's like, all right, that guy dies. Meanwhile, the the place in front of my job, every day when I am going to work, I see this homeless person. He looks like a freaking zombie, doesn't even take care of himself. And here he is, just ragged clothes, and he's just looking directly into the sun, scratching his neck incessantly. And I'm like, man, can can we trade? Can we keep Joe Lindner? And can we get rid of this this uh this zombie apocalyptic person who is just doing that? Right? Even when when my mom passed away, I was like, all right, you know, here we have my mom. She passed away, but we still have this crackhead over here who is looking like a damn zombie, scratching his neck, staring directly into the sun. For some reason, you know, that guy, he's still alive. He's still shitting behind uh, or out, out in the middle of a street. He's still discarding needles everywhere. Hey, that guy gets to live another day. That guy gets to live until he's 60, 70 years old. And people such as, you know, Joe Lindener and everybody else who has died at a age that was much too soon. Ah, frustrating, right? I get it. I'm, I'm mad right now. Alright, number three is bargaining. Step three of the grieving process is bargaining. Now, during this stage, individuals may attempt to negotiate or make deals in their mind in an effort to change the outcome or alleviate their pain. They may find themselves making promises or seeking ways to regain what was lost. Now, I don't ever recall feeling oh you know I, I I can relate because man let's say you know I am one of the blessed people where I have not lost a, a child but man that would be a time where I'm bargaining I'd be like man take me right take me Lord Jesus or 
Take me. Why why my son? You know, let's trade. I I would easily trade in my life for my son, for my daughter, and it's like, come on, for my wife. Uh number 4. Depression. Yep, I can relate with this too. Depression. This stage involves a deep sense of sadness, hopelessness, and a profound realization of the impact of the loss. It is a period of mourning where individuals may withdraw from others, experience a loss of interest or pleasure in activities, and have difficulty finding meaning in life. Number five through the grieving process is acceptance. In this stage, individuals begin to come to terms with the loss and find ways to move forward. It does not mean they forget or no longer feel the pain, but they start to integrate the loss of their lives and find a new sense of normalcy. It's important to note that the grief is a highly individualized process and people may experience it in different ways. Additionally, the grieving process is not linear and individuals may move back and forth between stages or experience them simultaneously. It is crucial for individuals going through grief to have a support system and to allow themselves to express their emotions, seek professional help if needed, and take the time and space they need to heal. Now to round up that first segment, the five steps to the grieving process is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now, I already hear you asking, hey, Ruby Rube, how can this benefit me and how can this help me gather my strength? Understanding the grieving process, it can provide several benefits. Number one is validation of emotions. Recognizing that grief is a natural and normal process to loss can help validate your emotions. It assures you that your feelings of sadness, anger, confusion, or guilt are a common part of the grieving process, allowing you to navigate them with greater acceptance and understanding. You know, sometimes we can be our worst enemies and the fact that we're feeling sad can just, you know, anger or frustrate us and keep us in a perpetual loop of negative emotions, but when you have this information banging around in your head, you know, you can find some solace in the fact that, you know, this is common, this is the human condition. Now, you're, with your emotions being validated, you can, you can accept how you feel, feel those feelings, and then, you know, keep it moving. Number two, it can normalize the experience. Learning about the stages and common experience of grief helps normalize your own journey. Knowing that others have gone through similar emotions and challenges can make you feel less alone and reassure you that what you're experiencing is a natural part of the grieving process. Yep, just know that you are in good company. You are not the only person to have ever felt these emotions, you're not the only person to have ever lost somebody, and you can find comfort in knowing that, hey, everybody has felt this. Everyone has to go through this process. Now, whether you go through it and you end up better, healed, and stronger because of it, now that is a, a whole other topic. And, you know, 
that this is why we set ourselves up. This is why we gather the strength in all of those realms, the buff body, mind, spirit, and bank, so that when we are grieving, we can grieve thoroughly. We can go through the process as normal, well-evolved, mature human beings, and we can end up stronger, better, more brilliant, and bright, and loving because we have went through that. Another way that it can benefit you is preparation for the process. Understanding the stages of grief can help you anticipate and prepare for the emotional and psychological challenges that may arise. It provides you with a framework to navigate the ups and downs, helping you to approach your grief with a sense of readiness and resilience. And I've spoken about these storms before. You know, there's one on the, on the horizon. Whether you prepare for it or not, that's all up to you. And another benefit is self-compassion. Uh, self-compassion and pa- patience. Knowledge of the grieving process allows you to be more compassionate and patient with yourself. It reminds you that healing takes time and that it is okay to experience a range of emotions. Uh, this understanding helps you to grant yourself the space and kindness needed to heal at your own pace. And guess what? Because you understand this process, now you can be more empathetic. You can sympathize with somebody else. You can understand the human condition and you can be more patient and compassionate for people in your life who are going through this process. And what type of person wouldn't want to be more patient and compassionate? Hmm? Now that I have illuminated some tools to help you gather your strength along the profound losses that are inevitably going to come and sucker punch you right in the face. Let's talk about some pitfalls, some things not to do, some things to avoid. And hey, if you find yourself doing this, well, you know, you can be potentially stifling your growth and the continuation of that self-sabotaging habit is gonna, man, lead you off a cliff, keep you down and out, keep you broken-spirited, keep you dumb, dim, diminished, and come on, you're better than that. Now, there is no definitive wrong way to cope with losing a loved one. Certain approaches or behaviors may be less helpful or potentially harmful in the long run, Here are some examples. Number one is going to be avoiding or suppressing emotions. Ignoring or suppressing your emotions can hinder the grieving process. It's important to allow yourself to experience and express your feelings rather than bottling them up. Avoiding emotions can lead to unresolved grief and potential emotional difficulties later on. That was one thing that I was really good at, is bottling up my emotions burying them down deep and never talking about them. Now, as time went on and the anger and the frustration and the nihilism, as that started to bubble up from my subconscious, hey, turns out that all of these things in the past that I bottled bottled up and didn't deal with, oh, hey, that was manifesting its way into my present life and because I didn't deal with it I I was suffering now because I have discovered 
some ways to cope, to heal, to transform all of that into positive energy, I'm in a much better place. I'm not perfect. I still have a lot of work to do. But at least I have this information bouncing around in my head. And I'm taking accountability and ownership for the things that, that I do. At all times, it's everything's up to me. Another thing you don't want to do in this grieving process is isolate yourself. Withdrawing from social interactions and isolating yourself can intensify feelings of loneliness and make it harder to find support. While it's natural to need some alone time, isolating yourself completely can hinder the healing process. Reach out to supportive friends, family, or seek professional help if needed. Number three, engaging in unhealthy coping mechanisms. Uh Uh-oh, I can relate with this. Turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms such as excessive alcohol or drugs, overeating, or self-destructive behaviors can provide temporary relief but can worsen the emotional pain in the long run. It's important to seek healthier coping strategies that promote healing and well-being. Yeah, man, times are going to get tough dark and heavy but despite all that man we need to you know allow us ourselves to feel these feelings but still take care of ourselves because if we don't then we can find ourselves in a negative spiral down and ultimately we can have that Matthew effect working against us now number four is rushing the grieving process Grief takes time. It is essential to be patient with yourself. Avoid trying to rush through the grieving process or putting pressure on yourself to get over it quickly. Healing takes time and varies for each person. Allow yourself to grieve and heal at your own pace. Another aspect that can really stifle your growth or hinder your progress is avoiding support. Trying to handle your grief entirely on your own without seeking support can be overwhelming. Connecting with others who have experienced a similar loss or seeking professional help can provide valuable support, guidance, and understanding during the grieving process. One thing that I would recommend is to read read a book about someone who has a similar story. And ultimately, you know, their story... While it's not going to be exactly the same, the that five part, uh, the five part storytelling capabilities is going to be the same. They're going to have that that moment of paradise. There's going to be a conflict. There's going to be a resolution, and ultimately, you know, that hero, if it's a good story, that hero is going to have slayed that that dragon and ultimately revealed some gold. Another aspect is neglecting self-care. Neglecting your physical and emotional emotional well-being can hinder the healing process. It's important to take care of yourself by engaging in healthy activities, maintaining a balanced lifestyle, and seeking help if you're struggling with self-care. Remember, grief is a complex and individual experience, and everyone copes with it differently. If you find yourself engaging in behaviors that are significantly impairing your daily functioning or well-being, it may be beneficial to seek professional help from a therapist or counselor who specializes in grief and loss.
Now, before I hang up my hat on this podcast episode, I'm going to leave you guys with some inspirational quotes about death, grieving, the brevity of life, and hopefully it can be a little beacon of light in the dark time of your life. Now, here is some, some beautiful quotes about death. About death! We're all going to die. All right. Here we are. Death is the golden key that opens up the palace of eternity. Sheesh. All right. That one is by John Milton. Death is the golden key that opens up the palace of eternity. Amen. Death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that it is as it should be because death is very likely the single best invention of life. And that was written by Steve Jobs. All right, Steve Jobs going to be giving us a, a awesome quote about life inventing death and that's the best invention. Okay, all right. Let's see. Death is not the opposite of life, but a part of it. And that was written by Haruki Murakami. Grief is the price we pay for love. Queen Elizabeth II. Man, even queens. Even Steve Jobs. Even John Milton. I'm not familiar with who John Milton is, but man, even royalty has to deal with death. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. I don't know what that means too much, but... uh Right on, Cahill Gabron. Now, let's see what some of the Stoics have to say about death. Rehearse death. To say this is to tell a person to rehearse his freedom. A person who has learned how to die has unlearned how to be a slave. Seneca. It is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. Marcus Aurelius said that. Death smiles at us all, but all a man can do is smile back. All right. Yep. Hey, Marcus Aurelius, he said that. He also said if you can endure, endure it. And if you can't endure it, then hey, death is going to be the outcome, and you should take that like a man as well. So once again, death smiles at us all, but all a man can do is smile back. So, all right. Hey, Death, I see you. You're going to see these pearly whites. Let's see another one. Let us prepare our minds as if we'd come to the very end of life. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's books each day. The one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. Seneca, Seneca said that one. Seneca also said this one. We are all condemned to death though the sentence of each of us is suspended. Now, these quotes highlight the Stoic perspective on death, encouraging individuals to confront the reality of mortality, embrace the freedom that comes with accepting death, and to live each day fully and virtuously. Stoics believe that by acknowledging the impermanence of life, one could cultivate resilience and focus on what truly matters. Here's a few more quotes. Let's see. This one is by Helen Keller. 
What we once enjoyed, we can never lose. All that we love deeply becomes part of us. Now, Helen Keller, if you don't know who she is, I'm going to say go on a Google and give her a Google, Helen Keller. I'm going to be creating a podcast about her because she's awesome. The pain passes, but the beauty remains. Pierre Auguste Renoir. Now, here's a nice one by a person we all know and love, Dr. Seuss. Right? We all love Dr. Seuss, that hop and pop guy. Now, he said, Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Now that I covered some, some awesome quotes about death and grieving according to man, let's see, what, what does the Bible, what are some biblical quotes about death? All right, I'm going to ask you to turn your Bible to Psalm, to Second Psalm, uh, wait, Psalm 23, 1 through 4. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down and greet green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Sheesh. I could use a green pasture right now. Yep, go ahead and lay me beside the still water in a green pasture. That'll be nice. But as you know, as for you and me today, we got work to do. Don't worry, we will have our time in eternity, but right now we got to get over this this grieving and this mourning and we need to yeah, you know, get back into the swing of things. A couple more biblical scriptures and then we'll hang our hats up on this podcast episode. Go ahead and open your, your Bible to Revelation 21-4. And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Here's an interesting one. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Psalm 116-15 Now, we, us humans, you know, we mourn and we get sad and we grieve over the death and losses of the people who come in and out of our lives. But man, to the Lord, man, that is precious to Him. Because in death, one of the saints is coming home. Another biblical quote. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life, and that he believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Alrighty, hopefully, you know, I was able to put death in the forefront of your mind, the brevity of life in the forefront of your mind, and I was hopefully able to sow some seeds of a ability for you to cope better and bounce back stronger from, man, the heaviness and the profoundness of all this sorrow that death brings. I'm going to have to deal with it. 
Uh, you're going to have to deal with it. Your mom, your dad, everyone, we're all going to die. So let's prepare for the storms that are inevitably going to come. Let's let our words be kinder, our hugs last a little bit longer and be a little bit warmer. And let's be able to pick ourselves up after one of these sucker punches from life. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much if you made it to the end of this podcast. Thank you. Give me a like, a subscribe, drop a comment. If you know someone who is, you know, going through the grieving process right now, I hope that you can share this podcast episode with them. And man, I, I think that it can can help because rather than aimlessly taking on all of that burden, all of that sorrow onto yourself, you know, and we can find solace and validation in our emotions. Until next time, it's onward, always onward.